above the noise Turn and run to you I have no choice I'm choosing to trust in love over logic Following the sound of your voice Yes, I am hearing you above the din Remembering your touch on my skin Hi everybody, welcome back. This is Richard Sachs on Lost Arts Radio and uh, we're here for our Sunday show with an incredible guest, a um, friend of ours who's been away from the show for a couple of years and wanted to have back our Dr. Christopher Macklin. And this is a very interesting and relevant individual for all the things we've been talking about. Um, you know, as the various elements of this critical developments in the world have been unfolding. I, I've been saying multiple times that it's really a consciousness test for humanity at the base of it. And that, I think, will determine pretty much all the elements of what's going to happen, how long they're going to take, when they're going to turn around, and things like that. Really important. And I'm not talking about uh, beliefs, as you know. I, I try to recognize beliefs when I rec- when I see them in myself, and let them go because I don't want to believe or disbelieve things. I want to see them directly and find out because the ones that are true are never threatened by questioning them. They just turn out to be true and they prove themselves that way. And the ones that aren't true, you can let them go and find out what is. And it's the same as the attitude with real science, you know, which is never settled. Everything is supposed to be questioned and real science has been let go in modern times in favor of uh, doctors and PhD people and public health people just memorizing what they're supposed to believe. And that's the opposite of science. It's more like a new religion of scientism or something like that. And if we can break away from that and just become clear and see what's really true, everything changes and nobody has to give anybody else mandates of what to do in their life because people become aware of how to take care of themselves and it's in line with freedom which was supposed to be individual freedom was supposed to be the basis on which america was started as an example to the rest of the countries in the world and that could come back i mean at any time and it's just a question of what the individuals do so i wanted to have christopher macklin on because he's known as a person of very unusually open and developed consciousness. And I want to read not the whole bio because that's all we'd have time to do, but just a little bit of what his uh, assistant sent me so that you get an idea if you're not familiar with his work, where he's coming from. And I want to mention his website and some things that he's doing that you might be interested in checking out further. It says, um, Dr. Christopher Macklin is an extraordinary sage who brings several assets to his work in the realm of spirituality, health and wellness, alien connection, angels divination, paranormal um, world conspiracies, COVID-19, etc. He specializes in developing protocols for removing manufactured diseases like Lyme, 
uh, HIV, Agent Orange, Morgellons, and spends his life work healing physical, spiritual, and emotional psyche. His divine healing techniques are cultivated to help people recover from all types of illness. Uh, Christopher is able to heal many people spontaneously with rebalancing the body's energy field by clearing chakra points and cleansing the body's meridian field by removing blockages and negative energies. Christopher has written several books that can be found on his website, Global Enlightenment. Get, make sure I get this right, globalenlightenmentproject.com. So that's not just a kind of intellectually interesting introduction to his bio. That's really important stuff because healing is the work that's sitting in front of you and everybody else on all levels for individual and for the world, um, for the energy field around the planet on all the different levels that we can perceive, starting with ourselves, because if you don't do it for yourself, telling other people what to do doesn't make any sense. So welcome, Christopher, and thanks for being here. This is going to be interesting. Thanks, Richard. It's great to be back, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm really like you said, time goes so quick. It's nuts. It really is nuts. It, it really does feel like about 10 minutes, and we're just continuing our discussion. <laughs> so, so oh, bless you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I guess where I want to start, because this time is going to go by in a flash. You know, if a week is going by in 10 minutes, an hour is going to be, you know, seconds. So to make good use of it, we want to keep it relevant to... The listener, the individual listener, not not the whole group, but each individual. And what we're looking at, I guess, to set the context as a start, and I like the flower of life and the nice painting you've got behind you. It's great. Yeah, it's Buddha. Oh, he's, he's watching. Oh, oh, yeah. Good. Welcome, Buddha. You're invited. So um, you want to say a couple of things about how you transitioned from average consciousness to where you are now and what made that happen and what you're primarily doing with it, just in real concise form. Yeah, just concise. I mean, when I was young, I realized I could see things that other people didn't, you know, had a lot of experiences. Right. Then you uh, leave school. I was severely dyslexic, still am, you know, can't spell a thing, but never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, not good at writing, not good at reading. Yeah. Uh, went into corporate systems, got a degree in master's in electronics and software engineering, did flight control systems, and then, uh, 2007, I went bankrupt, like completely bankrupt. Everything split, the marriage, everything else. And I found myself, uh, you know, transitioning to a new uh, reality, you know, which is brilliant. I've always been very conscious, always seen the things, but never really applied it. And I think it was, you know, the prime creator saying, hey, it's time to transition. So, mm-hmm. um, right. And of course, you go through the dark night of soul, or what's going on here? And, um, I suddenly realized, wow, you know, I've got this gift. Uh, I see things. I've got the gift of healing, and um, they showed me my past lives. And so I really focused on the healing. But it took a number of years to understand the healing properly. And, uh, you know, I realized that people just want it. They want it straight away. I want I want my gift right now, and it doesn't happen. Right, like right. You know, you have to transition. You have to uh, – they teach you how it works if you're willing to spend the time. But it's really important. Don't do other people's modalities because you have your own modality, it's your gift, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really encourage people to do that, learn their gift, but it takes a while. Anyway, transition to that. Uh, came over to America uh, in um, 2010, and then basically opened Christopher McElmanagy. The Global Enlightenment Project is part of the ministry, which is a 501c3, a non-for-profit. 
Okay. So we opened it, built it, they'll come. They didn't. Suddenly realized, oh, it's all within, and got out there all over the United States, all over the world. And here we are today. We work on probably about 80,000 people a week, you know, um, wow. with the groups. And, you know, it's incredible. So uh, is it successful? Yeah. But it's it's it takes a lot of work. But, you know, but it is your gift. You know, if you get that fire in your belly, that passion, and you're excited about what you're doing and you're doing God's work, you know, you never have to worry about anything. It all it all lines up beautifully. It's like being on vacation all the time, right? Yeah, I know. It's a lot of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> you can't well, sit on the beach and drink fermented water. <laughs> no, but it's not It's not grueling type of stress no. work, you know. No, no. Because for relaxed. you to do the work, you've got to stay in a really nice place internally all the time. Absolutely. You've got to stay well-balanced, uh, well-grounded. You've got to be in a place where, you know, this ministry building is a, a 4,000-square-foot house. It's got five acres. It's in Hollister, just outside Branson, Missouri. It's, it's probably about five minutes from Branson. Right. And it's a beautiful place to work. It doesn't feel like a corporate, you know, environment. It feels like home. And that's the key, I think, you know. Yeah. So you're doing healing on both uh, individual and a group level, right? Obviously, it's a group because you've got so many people you're dealing with. But you, yeah, do, yeah. Some, you do some individual work, too. Yeah, we've reduced the individual work. We now do specialized groups, which is up to 20 people. We speak to everyone first and then do the healing. And then we'd obviously do the three times a week. We get 20,000 people, you know, uh, either online at the time or, you know, using it after. Um, we probably get about 1,500 online, 2,000 maybe. And then the rest of the time, it's, you know, people watch it on YouTube after. And it's, um, right. that's by donation, you know, because I know people have got, you know, when you've got no money, you've got no money. And, you know, I always tell people, never shame yourself because I've been there. I've got the T-shirt on this one, you know. And so, right. so it's just important to have the self-worth to do the healings and grow. And that's what it's all about, you know. Okay, so let's look at a concrete example of individual situation. You, in the introduction, it mentioned uh, several individual, what they call disease conditions, like, for example, Lyme. And there are people with diagnosed with Lyme disease, whatever it really is. And they're dis- disabled. They can't do anything. You know, they're, they're really in bad shape. If one of those gets interested in what can come through you to help them, how do you deal with somebody like that and what typically happens? Well, we have a, a, a protocol for uh, diseases like, you know, Lyme is a manufactured disease. You know, I wrote a book on it, and, you know, it's, it's here, you know, um, History, Truth, and Healing of Manufactured Diseases. It's okay. quite thick. If you don't like the book, you can use it as a doorstop. It's okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm but sure it's the, a really amazing book. The interesting thing, it gives the history, you know, the, the tall greys, the gain of function, you know, all these diseases are gain of function, you know, um, where they've got, you know, basically uh, – biological systems and what they've done is they've looked how they can replicate the body fast and uh, you know create real damage and Lyme disease is it you know it's I mean Lyme disease or Borrelia which is the stealth pathogen of Lyme disease is one step away from HIV blows up the body becomes AIDS so you look at you know I want to get people to understand you know why do some people get Lyme others don't everyone's got Borrelia in their body which is the stealth pathogen of Lyme disease so, mm-hmm. okay, how does that happen? Well, the chemtrails are spewing this stuff out through nanotechnology. So they spray the nanotechnology, sinks through the skin, so you have brilliant. You've got brilliant. I've got brilliant in my body. Right. So why doesn't it replicate and become Lyme disease? And the answer is because 
It depends on your DNA, therefore RNA, therefore immune system. If your DNA is robust against it, it can't replicate. So how do they make it replicate? Very simple. What they do, the biggest thing, the biggest damaging thing to the DNA is agrobacterium. And it's in GMO foods. It's also in vaccines. So if you ingest that, it will damage the DNA and allow this, uh, you know, stealth pathogens to replicate in the body. And, you know, then it becomes Lyme disease or, I mean, AIDS is not dissimilar. They're all uh, massive immune, you know, uh, uh, massive immune issues, you know, because of the stealth pathogens. And stealth pathogens, the reason why they call them stealth pathogens is because pathogens like Epstein-Barr, they replicate slowly. You know, they just keep growing and growing. Mm. These things replicate exponentially. So it's like having a stealth bomber, you know, the things, you know, moving around and the T-cells of the immune system is trying to find it. It keeps morphing, find it, morphing. Eventually what happens is your immune system completely crashes because it gets exhausted and then in come cancers or something. So you never die of Lyme disease. You never die actually of AIDS. You die of something like pneumonia or cancer or something else, some right. immune deficiency, you know, some immune disorder. Um, so very clever system, you know, sadly. But, you know, Lyme disease actually is a pandemic. You know, there's millions and millions of people with Lyme disease and they think it's tick-borne. It's really not, you know. Um, it's in your body already. So just important. We do have a new protocol that strips it out of the body, and um, that's a 20-week program. Uh, it's a Kashyyyk record timeline split. Now, one of two that being I was born as that being very long story. It doesn't matter, but uh, I can split your now-future timeline. So what happens is we split the timeline in two, and... <clears throat> you separate out on a timeline. So you've got a path of divine alignment, complete wellness, where all the stuff, you know, in quotes, is out of the body, all the spirochetes, nanotech, uh, is out of the body. And on this timeline, all the stuff, which is all the spirochetes, nanotech, you know, um, Lyme, HIV, AIDS, Agent Orange, anything else, mm-hmm. is split on a timeline. So now, as 10 weeks goes by, it starts to split out. But it's no use splitting it out if your DNA is damaged because it's in the chemtrails. It'll just come back straight away. So... Once we get your vibration high enough, we can invoke a DNA change. So what that does is the first cell of your body, which is normally the sacral point, they repair the chromosomes, they connect all the helixes together, and they reset your DNA back to the blueprint in the Akashic Records. So they did it on the first cell. Then it has a knock-on effect. It goes to the next cell. So we work on you for 20 weeks doing that. Next cell, next cell. There's billions of cells in the body. So that takes about 10 weeks. When you come out of this protocol, your DNA is robust against these gain-of-function stealth pathogens. And uh, in addition to that, the uh, the stealth pathogens are actually completely out of the body. It's It's been incredible. So how many weeks does it take overall? It's a 20-week program. And and at the end of the 20 weeks with people who were having a really hard time in the beginning, in, in, overall, how do most of them do? It oh. goes. There are one or two people who take it a little longer after the 20 weeks, but, you know, within by the end of the protocol, uh, 94% of the Lyme disease people, it's gone. Sometimes okay. it takes a little longer. It depends on your metabolic rate. You know, there's different dependencies, but, you know, uh, with Morgellons, it takes more time sometimes. It, again, how long have you had Morgellons particles in your body? How much have they grown in your body? Right. I had one lady, it took seven months. She's the worst Morgellons person I've seen. It was coming out of her eyes. It was coming out of her face. It's coming out of her head. Wow. It was coming underneath the, and it took, uh, it took 20 weeks. It took about seven months after uh, she'd finished the protocol 
it's gone. It's incredible. Okay. So you were talking on a couple of different levels there. One is physical protocol. You mentioned GMO food and, you know, basically cleaning up lifestyle, I think is what you were talking about. But at, at the same time, you were talking about timelines, which, which to me is different optional futures that any given person may have. Right. And yeah. so you were saying the future, the timeline that they were headed toward the projected future that their consciousness was leading them into, you're helping them switch that out for a different timeline and the, a different future in their experience, right? Yeah, it's had profound effect on people. So what we're doing is, you know, basically you split the timeline. So, right, you're on your divine timeline, whatever that is, and that's God's choice. So, you know, if you have a gift or anything else, that's divine timeline. Of course, it's really important when people are the protocol to be able to surrender because, if they don't, you know, they can veer off that timeline onto some other timeline. Mm-hmm. But it's still separated out of the body, of course. I mean, it's had, you know, I've had so many people change their lives. You know, one lady was in New York, and within like three weeks of the protocol happened, and she realized, wow, you know, and the God connection got really strong. And she moved to Colorado, you know, within two days. Got to move there. Done. Another lady, um, I forget where she was. I think she was in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, she suddenly met her counterpart and flew over to Spain and is married. You know, and there's, there's so many instances like this where suddenly it changes your life because you're on a divine path. So it's mm-hmm. been incredible. Absolutely. You're working incredible. on both levels at once, the physical yeah. and the non-physical together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and what's the money aspect of that whole thing? How many appointments do you have and how, how much do they cost? Uh, it's 140 appointments. Uh, we just give a fixed fee of $3,600. So it's like $25 a day. Um, I have to work on you three times a day, every single day for the 20 weeks. Wow. So it's, it's a lot of work. You know, people are wow, it's $3,600. It's nothing compared with the work. So, so, so you can't really take that many people because that takes a lot of time for each one, right? Oh, it does, yeah. We we could have, I mean, normally we get about 20 to 25 people on, you know, uh, we could do more, um, but, um, you know, I try and limit it. You know, there's only so much work you can do, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of at my capacity at the moment. When so, you say you work on the, on an individual three times a day, does that mean you hook up with them consciously or you're just doing private work on them? Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's um, offline, you know, uh, but it's basically hook up with their consciousness and then work on them every single day, and people can feel it. How often do they actually see you? Uh, what we normally do is we do a um, we do a group meeting probably every three to four weeks and check in with people how you're feeling, and they always give the same feedback, you know, because when you do this, we have to put them into zero time space in the ultimate dimension, so. They get a big loss of time. You know, time just disappeared. You feel as though you're being suspended in midair, you know, and uh, uh, everyone's reported that. And the reason why we do that is because I try and speed the timelines up beyond the speed of light to infinity. Does it mean they go that fast? No, it depends. It's up to them because their choice. And normally they do it at the rate that your body can tolerate any die-off or anything else going on, you know, the emotion release. Because I've seen so much emotional release. If someone puts you on a divine timeline, suddenly you've got a load of emotion because you're on a different timeline than you used to be on. So it produces massive emotional release. It's been incredible. So Absolutely you're talking incredible. about group group meetings, right, every certain amount of time. But yeah. some, some of the – are all the people in the group on the individual protocol too? So they have individual programs with you? 
or they're uh, some people they have done then normally if they've got Lyme disease or they've got HIV age age of or they've had the vaccine right uh, then that's the people who we you know they come on because they want to get the thing out of them you know because it's nanotechnology it's also got uh, HIV microproteins and so it's something that you want to get out of the body pretty quickly before it starts to produce clots or um, right. you know anything else for that matter so those people just so I understand it clearly those people are signing up as individuals, right? Yeah. And they they participate in the group meeting. How often are those? Uh, every three to four weeks. You know, we have a okay. group meeting. And yeah. then do, do they see you individually too, if they're on that, you know, protocol where they are working with you just on their particular situation? They can do if they get a little bit of die-off or something's happening. Sometimes they have a one-to-one okay. session, but m- most of the time they don't because they don't need to. So, I mean, if people have got cancer... Yeah. You know, cancer is caused by, you know, emotions are the primary cause of cancer. Secondary causes pathogenic mutating the cells turning into tumors, like Epstein-Barr or, you know, Veruca virus, whatever. Uh-huh. So, again, sometimes if people got stage four cancer, we get them on the protocol because we're going to strip out the um, the pathogens. That's the secondary cause. And, of course, it's going to release a load of emotion, the primary cause. Uh, but sometimes with the tumors, because if they're bad, uh, they do some extra work to... We have a technique to fry the tumors. It's called space-time continuum energy or tacking energy. What it does, if you apply it to a tumor, it basically breaks the molecular structure down of the tumor to benign for the body. So it goes from a hard thing into softer, 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 and then the that beings can go in and, you know, psychic surgery, remove it and actually break it down and put it back to the lymphatic system, the bloodstream. So little by little, it gets softer, smaller, softer, smaller till it disappears. How much of that is non-physical and how much do you want them to change their physical lifestyle? Oh, they've got to change the physical lifestyle. I mean, that's part of the uh, emotional release. When we do one-to-one sessions, we tend to do high volumes of emotional release because, you know, people ingest, I don't know, 100,000, 200,000 layers. You know, in this world, I mean, look at it. It's absolutely nuts. And people are ingesting so much emotion and getting anxiety and PTSD and things like this. So... So what we do is, you know, because that means within those 100,000 layers, they will go in and they'll say, okay, what's your biggest layer affecting you right now? They pull that out, then the next biggest. So it's energetic, of course, and then you breathe it out. And, you know, we can do 81, 162, 324, 648 releases. Now, if you go to a practitioner, they're going to poke at one or two layers, you bowl your eyes out, you go next week. You're going to be 26,000 years before you even got rid of half of it, you know. So yeah. it's it's to me, it's important to, you know, fast release the emotion. Of course, you get a reaction, you know, two hours next day, you can end up bawling your eyes out. Or sometimes people process through the intestines, they get a bout of diarrhea, like a purge. You know, it depends how you process emotion, but it's been incredible. Do some of the people in the group session, are they just signed up in the group or are all of those working with you individually? Uh, they normally we have normally have an individual session to make sure they have the to make sure they're emotionally uh, stable enough to be in the protocol because this protocol is pretty profound. Okay. So you know I normally have one to one session before and just check and make sure they're robust and so you know yeah you can do the protocol. Okay, well, and we, then then they do the protocol, but they also participate in the group meetings. Yeah, yeah, but only the people with HIV, AIDS, 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 Lyme, Morgellons, or some of that cancer where it's caused by pathogens. It strips pathogens out as well. And we have other groups, like, for example, we have specialized groups where people come on with all sorts of conditions, 
And uh, we have up to 20 people, so we talk to everyone first and, okay, what's happening? You know, how are you feeling this week? Or if you're new on the call, mm-hmm. I can remote view in the body and have a look what's going on, tumours, you know, problems with the intestine, problems with the adrenals. I mean, almost everyone's got problems with the adrenals because, of course, emotion bleeds into that, and so it does with the thyroid as well. So the whole endocrine system is off balance. Right. So, you know, everyone's got adrenal issues. Everyone's got intestinal issues because, you know, it's not – you know, emotion also bleeds in the solar plexus, paralyzes the intestine. So when you eat, as it gets further down, it backs up, you feel blah, you know, you get wind, um, you get, uh, you know, it can ferment in the wrong place, so it burns holes in the intestinal lining. And, you know, there's a whole slew of things going on. So so we do have specialized groups. I'm cutting down one-to-one sessions, which is basically half an hour. I speak to the person, we work on them. But uh, mm-hmm. I think because we're getting so busy, we're cutting down those and doing more specialized groups. Right. Okay. And those groups go for how long in the protocol? Uh, that, that's a specialized group um, separate to the protocol. That happens for, uh, normally it's about a two-hour uh, session. We go through everybody and then we do the healing and then we run it for seven days after. All the healings, when it's specialized or one-to-ones, I run the whole session for seven days because then the because that begins to stay in your body and, you know, the energy will stay with you. And, uh, you know, it speeds up the healing process. Okay, and what what's the cost of being in one of those specialized groups? Uh, it's eighty dollars. Yeah. Okay, and what about if somebody wants? And in, I'm just saying this so that everybody knows exactly what's available and what the different options are, and yeah, yeah, what you actually are offering. So, uh, if somebody wants an initial session, doesn't know what they want to do after that, but just to get your input on what their condition is, yeah. what's what's the cost for that if you do that? If it's a one-to-one session, it's $120. Okay. And that's like an hour or something like that? No, it's half an hour. I normally look at the the body, you know, make a list, and, you know, we produce a sheet, and then we do the healing afterwards. Okay. And then I, I set this set up then for seven days. So Okay. And you tell them things that they might do to be helpful, aside, yeah. from, what aside from what you're putting in. Okay. That's yeah, yeah. Great. That's great. Um, looking at the overall situation of what's happening right now in the world, um, what do you see as the uh, potential for turning it around before things get much worse? Interesting question. <laughs> kind of an um, important question, right? It is, actually, yeah. Well, if you, if you look at it, you know, the way I look at it is this. Uh, you've got the cabal, deep state, whatever you want to call them, you know, multi-billionaires who are controlling all this thing. Uh, They don't want the population here, of course, because um, so they're trying to depopulate the planet. And anyone who's on it, they want them to sign up to their, um, you know, one world order agenda, which is, you know, uh, one world order banking and everything else. Mm -hmm. Now, they're trying it, but it's starting to collapse. You know, we can see it's collapsing. People aren't believing it. So, but you've got to remember, these guys are very clever. So it's my opinion, again, you know, what I see is that they're trying to, uh, I think the the billionaires, I'm not talking about the people in the government, they're just puppets, you know. Right, right. I'm talking about the billionaires who are controlling this. So what they're doing is they're putting sacrificial lambs in the White House uh, so that they look crazy because, I mean, come on, who else would put a president who can't speak properly, you know, and the answer is, I don't know, you know, right, love right. him love him or not love him, I'm not interested in Democrat, I'm not interested in Republic because 
I'm interested in sovereignty. You know, I'm interested yeah. in freedom, sovereignty, and unconditional love. I'm not interested in all this nonsense. So, so what's happened is, you know, I think there's a lot of puppets put in, and these guys don't care. They're sacrificial lambs. So if things go south, they'll just put them up for slaughter. You know, they're gone. Sure, sure. Great. And then, of course, you know, they engineer the savior, you know. So we all know who that is. And uh, is that person completely white? And the answer is probably not. There's, there's one rule about these cabal people is, is that you cannot make more than $20 million without having your toe in their water. Because if you don't, they'll bankrupt you, you know, after yeah. $20 million. Well, and a lot of people in entertainment and things like that have, have come out and, and explained they had to actually pre- pledge allegiance to some satanic cult in, in order to be made famous. Yeah, right. and do the blood rituals. Well, you know, it's it, it right, is right. completely satanic, you know. Yeah. And we're, we're actually setting up something which might help people who have been through the um, blood rituals and uh, to try and help turn them around into God burying beings again because the dream crow and all this sort of stuff is just evil i've dealt with illuminati fallout children and you know it's it's it it sickens you just to yeah. listen to this stuff it's sick you know one one thing i wanted to have you on for is to get your input on some of my experience too with the same cartels and the people above them and the non-humans above them and you know, my my sense at this point after decades of really digging into it, not just intellectually, but experientially, is this is a sacrificial, ceremonial sacrifice of the entire biosphere, including themselves at the top level. And they don't let their servants know about that because knowing that it's a suicide mission might be hard on morale for the people that hope that they'll be in the remnant that's left over. And yeah. really, really, there's not intended to be any remnant at all and they think that if they do the sacrifice according to protocol they'll get the reward on the lower astral levels and you know they're into evil for its own sake and does that feel accurate to you i mean that's what i get it does you know that's what it's all about satanic sacrifice how many right so so what what it seems like to me the issue is is you know that the top level humans the not small number of families and the people in charge on the human level are getting directed uh, from non-human levels, astral levels above them. And they think they've got it made because they really have covered all the bases as far as force and corruption goes. And they've got blackmail on all the leaders and they've, they're threatened their families and they basically have set up an intricate a network of mafias to control the world, basically. And you can see them destroying the biosphere along with humanity. They're not saving anything for themselves. They're just wiping it out. But they're doing it step by step by specific protocol notices, milestones, um, saying what they're doing in hidden messages in entertainment and all kinds of stuff like that. So, however... And this is this most people disagree with me on this. I've looked at the most evil people that there are, including the evil non embodied ones above them, and I see that they're all made out of the same spirit as everybody else because there's only one source that everything comes from. And the reason they manifest as evil and are totally into that, and that's who they think they are, and they're doing a great job of it if that's your goal is that the mind programming is overlaying the spirit 
and it's convincing them that this is their identity and they have to be destructive. If you could penetrate that programming, which is so deep, most people think that's who they are, then you could turn around anybody. And the question is, with our connection to other levels and helpful beings and things like that, are we going to be able to demonstrate that in real life? I'm very interested, and there's all these people on the internet saying, you know, many of them, I'm sure you've seen, saying that they're speaking for the Galactic Federation or different, you know, basic terms like that. Many of them conflict with each other. And, you know... Yeah, they do. So well, because, I mean, the problem is, is that a lot of, you know, you've got to remember a lot of people who do channeling and things could be hijacked because they start channeling. If they're, if they're channeling reptilian, you get three truths, one lie. And so, you know, you speak, right. oh, my God, this is amazing channeling. And, and they suddenly, can still be totally sincere. Oh, yeah. And they don't realize they're being messed with. You know, nine, I would say, you know, 96, 97% of people who do channeling are channeling reptilian. And it's addictive, you know. And, of course, the big lie, when, you, when you've heard three truths and they tell you something huge, which is a lie, that, oh, it must be true. Because, it's you know. very similar you know, the to the true. humans in power do the same thing. Exactly, yeah. It's it's all a it's all a uh, you know it's all a uh, a psyop, you know. But it, it's what it is, you know. It's a manipulation. So um, what it comes down to is, all right, this is what these people are all saying that they're coming from and channeling or whatever. But you know, what can they do with it? Can they show some element of transmutation of evil into good? You know, to break through that programming, because if we don't do that on the people in control on this level, they're going to keep doing and intensifying what they're involved in. And I'm kind of, I I know it's totally up to spirit and God and all that, but personally, from my preference, looking at the, what's playing out and the overwhelming amount of suffering that's happening mostly to people who don't know what's going on. um, I'd like to see us be able to change their trajectory so that it doesn't have to go into the dark age that they're planning. Absolutely. No, I agree with it. Well, we're doing some of that. You know, what I see is, of course, you know, you've got the billionaires who are still puppets, you know, but they think they're in charge. That's, for that's right. Multi-billion, billion billionaires like Gates and all these people. And then you've got a level above them, like you say, the kind of uh, interdimensional beings like reptilians, like, you know, Anunnaki, Draconians, uh, Archons who have no body, they float through dimensions. But what's interesting that people don't realize, I've heard a lot of people say, well, I channeled and we're 84% ascended. And yeah, I'm exactly. Thinking, right. Hang on a minute. Um, are you on the same planet as I'm? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And that's not to be judgmental. That's just observation. We're nowhere near. We're about 2.4% um, awake. And I'm talking, I'm not just talking about, oh, hang on, there's something not right here. I'm talking about really there, you know, your vibration's high, you're yeah. really channeling things, you really get it, and you've been through the dark night of the soul. But, you know, I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, everyone, every single being on this planet is a God-created, prime-creator being. Right. And so, like you say, it's mind control. So one of the projects we're doing is because that beings, because I do chair the Galactic Federation with two other because that beings. You know, we go periodically... Uh, we swept the zeta graves, not the tall graves, but the zeta graves off the planet, uh, well, four years ago now, in June. 
it was agreed. And it's not just me who decides, it's, it's a whole slew of beings wherever you go. But that aside, so you've got the Galactic Federation, but in addition to that, you know, uh, we're working with the Actorians to create some pyramids, which are huge, which are Stargate pyramids. They will land uh, fairly soon in America. We have to get the land. Uh, we're working on that. And so why would you produce pyramids, Stargate pyramids, whatever? Well, they're instruments. But don't forget, these reptilians are below the planet. So, you know, Ananarchy Draconian, they can switch in dimensions in the fourth dimension. You know, you can't see them. And obviously the third dimension, you can. They look like velociraptors. And Draconians, they're down there eating kids and doing stuff. And, you know, the government's supplying them. The whole thing's going around. So they're, they're in charge. You know, these, these billionaires aren't. They're just puppets. So how do you get these beings off the planet if they're low vibration uh, without creating karma? And the answer is, if you create uh, on the uh, golden curve, if you put these pyramids like the golden curve and have the, the last pyramid, the biggest one, over the ley line, it will in, in, induce enough energy into helping raise this planet to overpower the consciousness of these beings. So basically any being who's low vibrational will either have to leave the planet or will struggle, will perish. And or, that's what or, these, cha- or change. Right? Yeah, or change. Yeah, redeem themselves. But whatever way they redeem themselves is, is up to them. That's not our deal. All we're doing is raising right. the vibration. You're making an environment that evil doesn't feel comfortable in. That's right. So they'll either leave or, you know, they'll redeem themselves and be loving beings, whatever they do. That's, you right. know, that's in, that's in there. But it's, it's a great instrument because it doesn't create karma. It's still free will. You know, if you want to redeem yourself, right. great. If you don't, and you, you can go somewhere else, you know. Yeah. But uh, the re- you mentioned people who say, we're almost there, you know, everything's about to be completely great and all that, and we're almost all ascended. And um, I understand that because people, it's emotionally really difficult to see how things actually are right now. It can be quite distressing. And you see, all right, you know, th- everybody's almost ascended, light is happening, the new age is coming. Then you see a video of the police, you know, beating people up in Australia and, you, you know, bring it down to physical reality. If these spiritual things are true, then, you know, ideally we want to use them to transmute what you see happening here yeah. and, and to be honest about it. And yeah, people really flock by the millions to teachers who say everything's taken care of, just relaxed. It's almost all done. It's the same thing on the physical level with the Q movement. That was attracting people because they said, you don't have to do anything. Just trust the plan. It's all done. Everything's fine. You know, you don't see it, but it's all. I don't trust the man. I don't trust the plan. I don't trust. The only thing I trust is God's, you know, prime creator. You know, I define God as God, God as prime creator. So prime creator does have our back. If you surrender and allow it, but it's no use just sitting there doing nothing. You know, it's it's up to us to start making things happen. Well, you yeah, know? because then that force can work through you. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, it's but not it's just you. There, yeah. It's I'm not you coming up and, and operating from a different center, like a little ego god or something. It's like <laughs> get your blocks out of the way, and then that spirit that controls everything works through you without obstruction. Absolutely, you know, and I think that's important. I mean, I've seen people, well, I'm super spiritual, but of course I'm broke, and, you know, they look sick, and, well, well, right. you're, not, you're not looking so good to me, and, you know, it's not it's not to shame in any way, but 
again, you know, and I'm sitting here waiting for something to happen. Well, you can't, you know, God works with you in mysterious ways and open doors. You've got to get out there and step through the doors to make things happen. That's one thing I'll learn about God. Yeah. So what we sit in chair all day. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. And where you keep your thoughts and your emotions, I think is really powerful too. Mm. Right. Because if you're talking really spiritual and you're dwelling on, you know, what evil might happen, you're kind of manifesting what you don't want. I think that's really common. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Or, you know, well, I'm broken. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, well, step back, you know, and again, you know, I always tell people, look at the gratitude. What have you got? Have you got food on the table? Wow. You know, have you got a roof over your head? Does it leak? No. Have you got a bed? Yeah. Wow. You know, you've got a lot more than most people in this world. So, you know, look at the gratitude of that and build on that, you know. Right. Be excited. I feel blessed. Honestly, Richard, I, you know, I tell my wife, we're I'm so blessed by God. I, you know, it's just untrue, and I'm bursting with gratitude. You know, I love it. But it's now just getting a, you know, it's now just getting a, a gratitude stone. So, okay, well, God, you've got five minutes. So I'm grateful for my wife, car, right. feelings. Over. Right, we don't. I don't have time for you. It doesn't work like that. You know, it's, it, to me, it's a way of life. You know, because. Exactly. The gratitude comes with surrender, comes with leaping out of bed in the morning with excitement because you're doing God's work, and right. it's all con- it's all connected. And it's kind of like changing your baseline consciousness. So it, you talk about prayer or meditation or things like that, focused on beauty and letting it go through you without obstruction. Instead of doing that for five minutes a day, the idea is to make that where you stay, right? Even Absolutely. if your bo- body's moving around. Absolutely. I mean, I, I spend probably most of the day in the ethos for 12 hours a day. So when I come back, you know, you kind of, well, okay, right. we've got to get grounded again, you know, and uh, sometimes I won't drive for a while. You know, my wife drives. She's oh, you know, good because you, you, you're still up there, you know. Right, right. And actually, I, you know, even when I'm with people, you know, sometimes I'm in the ethos because, you, you know, there's so much download and so many things changing at the moment. Kind of becomes a way of life. <clears throat> Right. You're, you've heard of um, the experiment that, known as the Japanese water experiment, I think. Yeah. With a glass of water, right, and you project I love you or thank you or something like that. Love and gratitude were the most powerful. And not the words and not just a piece of paper that says that, but the feeling, you know, projecting the emotion with focus. And they flash freeze the water and it's a beautiful crystal formation. Absolutely. What's your opinion of why nobody has scaled that up? I don't know, because I've done it. I mean, you can call it blessed water. I mean, I can revibrate water. I can actually change the consistency as well. But, you know, but if you, you just inject energy into the water and, and, like you say, inject love into it, if you taste it, it tastes really different. It tastes really pure. It tastes as though it's got life in it. Right. You know, I remember uh, going to a conference and, there's about 300 people, so we bought all these strawberries on the way, and we bought them from this uh, interesting place called Walmart. And they don't taste like strawberries, they're sour, you know. So Yeah, yeah. So we get there, chop them to, you know, uh, 300, you know, from all the same ponnets. They all taste the same, and so we separate them. So I revibrated them. And, you know, uh, I did our, we've got a food prayer, you know, so which is a map of intent. So we did that. So I sent them around, A, B. So I sent them around. So we're going to send A around. What do you think of A? Oh, my God, they're delicious. Strawberries, whatever, you know. You sent B around. Oh, these are really sour. And then, you know, I said, so 
which I like better. Hey, okay. Do you realize that they're from the same place, the same punnet, right. and have the same taste, and yet revibrate these? And so I sent the other ones around and said, okay, revibrate them now. So I sent the other ones around. They put these sour ones, put them in the hand, revibrated them, taste them. They taste delicious. So does this work? Absolutely, Richard. I don't know why they don't get these things out more because, you know, revibrated water is really good for you because it has life force in it. So and how do you, you, how, do you how do you re-vibrate, re-vibrate the water? What do you do? Uh, basically, put your hands around it. And uh, I always ground myself. I am of God. I ground myself to the earth. Okay, dear God. Um, and you focus on it. I command to reset this water molecular structure black back to this blueprint. And then you can just ingest and I, you know, send uh, ultimate dimension energy into it. And um, you can see it. It's kind of almost like physics. Not fizzes, but you get, you know, you do get bubbles coming out of it because it just revibrates. It's incredible. Yeah. So that's just a clue of the massive effect that we're having on everything around us at all distances, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and in a way, it gives substance to the idea that everything we experience as the physical or real world in our environment, the universe and everything non-physical, it's all our projection. It's not somebody else's fault. And if you take that further, even the behavior of the characters in your movie that appear to be other people, they're affected by your projection too. So when I say about scaling up the water experiment, my, you know, and I haven't done this obviously, or the world wouldn't be like it is now, but um, if you could change your subconscious perception of size because really scale is irrelevant, it's all relative, and see the world as a speck of dust compared to the cosmos, and say, and do what you did with the glass of water to the world, what is it that up to now nobody has done that? Because look at the world, it's, it's not harmonious glass of water at all. So what's, no, what's, not. why not? What's going on with that? Why didn't they take that clue? and apply it on a different scale. I think there's also, you've got to remember, there's transmissional frequencies and different things obstructing even the, the God connection. Um, there's transmissional frequencies trying to obstruct, because, you know, we're a dipole. You know, we're, 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 we've just got signals, you know, uh, elements in our brain where if you have a thought, it transmits a frequency out. Yeah. Now, if you've, if you've got a frequency that's countering that frequency on all the time around the planet, then you know it's you can get it out, but it's a struggle because you have to you have to really send it out with absolute authority. So you're working against resistance, absolutely right. And I think the people at the top of the negative power structure understand that principle really well, and they're using their focus as the world as a glass of water to to focus in negativity, despair, death, disease, um, everything on a dark side. And so it's like the, this is a duality environment, and our job is to get focused enough so that it goes right past that resistance, right? Absolutely. Well, we you know we do have a ceremony uh, every. We used to do it every 120 days. Now we're doing it every nine weeks, and okay. the ceremony is basically the the basis of it. Well, it's it's a god ritual, but it's a so it starts off with a, a map of intent. So it's basically God, Goddess, Prime Creator, all of this. 
the following, you know, you've got groups like, you know, uh, Big Pharma, um, Big Tech, Big This, Big That, you know, um, the Hollywood, whatever. And it basically calls them out. Anyone, you know, um, who's uh, committing, you know, uh, crimes against humanity or for right. women, children, whatever, we bring them before God for justice in any way God knows how, and then we release them to God with unconditional love and forgiveness. So we go through this whole ceremony. It takes about an hour and a half, two hours. Last time, honestly, Richard, we had 4,000 people live on it between right. YouTube and um, and uh, Zoom. It was brilliant. And then what we do to create a God ritual is reinstate it, reinstate that at 3 p.m. Central Time every day for the next, uh, you know, 69 days or 63 days, sorry. And it's been very profound. People have come on it and thought, wow, it's so powerful. So, you know, if... If you care about the world, I'd encourage people to come on. You know, it's free. It's uh, it's twenty third. It's three p.m. Central Time, and people you said who join twenty third. Yeah, the twenty third, twenty third of, of October of October, and and is it the same date on every month, or how does that work? No, no, it's every nine weeks. So it falls nine on weeks. the night. Yeah, every nine weeks, uh, every Saturday, nine weeks. I think the next one falls on Christmas Eve. So. We're probably going to have to do it the day before. What but, what uh, what times on Saturday is it? Uh, Three p.m. Central Time. Okay, three p.m. Central. Is this the uh, the free meeting that Donna was saying to make sure and mention? Uh, no, the, the free meetings are three times. Well, it's not free. It's by donation, but for effectively free. Three times a week. That's that's healing for an hour. Three times a week. Okay. And that's uh, that's basically uh, Monday, 9 a.m. Central Time, uh, Thursday, 5 p.m. Central Time, and Saturday, 11 a.m. Central Time. They're by Zoom. If you go on the website, you can you can join in Zoom, and uh, you can be part of the healing. You know, it's, if you want to give us a donation, great. If you if you don't okay. or you don't have money, it's okay. You know, it's uh, okay. Come that's and join. Great. Now, also, I think on, if I read the intro right. You've been having some success helping people who have been injected with this mRNA technology or the DNA t- technology from the other vaccines that is changing the body, uh, the genetic code, so they're producing poison in the form of spike protein, and yeah. that's being shed. And so there's a lot of concern both, for, you know, I think there's going to be millions of people that are going to realize, uh, wait a minute, this was not a good idea. And what can I do? And you're helping those people, I think. And then yeah, yeah. the well, other thing is the people that are around them and are saying, I don't know what to do because I don't want to be isolated from everybody I'm connected to now, but they could be shedding the spike protein. So those are two groups of people that have a strong concern. What, what's going on with that? Well, what we're doing is we're using we, we're doing the timeline splitting protocol and separating the you know because it's got graphene oxide, it's got spike proteins, it's right. it's got HIV microproteins in it. Yeah, uh, it's got jumping genes which are you know um, transposon, which sexual contact. It's got polyethylene glycol. You know, it's got uh, hydrogel. And the biggest thing that no one's talking about much is the nanobots, you know, which is more gallons, nanoparticles. No one's talking about that much. Are these the self-assembling transceiver units that will send uh, and receive electronic signals to? They do, yeah, but some of them actually start growing into, you you know, depending on how it reacts, it it grows into like a biological creature thing, you know. And Mm. I've seen some videos of a doctor, oh, my God, what's this? 
Well, it's a it's it's a Morgellons creature thing, and what what happens is they it creates them. It has it has a consciousness, um, and so but they're they're biologically alive, but they're kind of dead stuff. I call them live dead stuff because they've got no soul, but did they're kind see, of alive. Did you see that video by Dr. Carrie Mede recently where she said she was looking through the microscope and said, oh, my God, what is this thing? It sounds like thing? what you're talking about. And she said I <laughs> got the in- she, her intuition was that it knew she was looking at it. And it, it does, was, yeah. That, that's your biology alive, and, and they have a consciousness. Yeah. We've dealt with these things. We've had, um, you know, with the Morgellons people we've had, uh, you know, that we've got rid of now, but um, they've, they've taken the particles out. But depending on the chromosome effect of the Morgellons, this was before, uh, depending on what type of creature came out of the body, you can get things like wasps, you can get, uh, you know, th- these nanoparticles have got uh, crystalline structures in them. Right. They've got, they're bound with Borrelia, the spirochete of lime. They've, they've got uh, nylon 36, nylon 33, uh, and nylon 6, which is, you know, uh, patented by DuPont. They've got all that stuff in it. So that's why people, depending on how it activates in the body, you know, pe- people can have plastic coming out of the skin because the nylon, nylon 33 and 36 grows, you know. Uh, it actually grows, you know. It's biologically alive. Right. These are it's moving. incredible. They're oh, moving yeah. around when they come out. Yeah, and they actually start growing through the. Um, they can they can create like uh, networks through your muscles and everything else. You know, right. you become in a biological instrument. You know, it's, it's transhuman crazy. transhumanism, right? And That's then the it, doctor exactly. sends the patient to a psychiatrist, saying, yeah. that, so that "You're can't. not." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope you're nuts because this isn't in my book, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, I it's in my book. Know. It's all there, you know. I mean, this I this describes. The nanotechnology side of these vaccines, you know. What's um, the exact title of the book again? It's called The History, Truth, and Healing of Manufactured Diseases. Okay, and where do you get that? Uh, Well, you can buy it from here. It's on Amazon, either one. So it's okay. Okay. Now, obviously, we're moving through really quickly and briefly on these points, but there's a lot more depth to go into. Maybe we'll get to do more episodes later, I hope. But um, Absolutely. It also mentions in the bio pages that Donna sent that, um, and you mentioned too, I think, that you participate in these meetings of what you're calling the Galactic Federation, and you said you had a high position in that group. What's it like when you go to those meetings? How can you describe it? I mean, do the, how many beings are there, and do they have forms, and what do they look like? They can have several thousand beings. There's many different forms, you know, Actorians, you know, there's... Uh, Andromedans, you know, uh, big blue people, you know, there's, there's different types of people, you know, and, you know, there can be, I don't know, several thousand, but it's interesting because, you know, you use telepathy there. I mean, don't forget, you know, you don't always go physically. Most of the time, you, you know, your soul's taken out. Uh, you go there when you get back. It's weird because even though you go there, when you get back, you feel as though you've been beaten with a baseball bat, you know, and everything's aching because, you know, you've, your soul's been there, and it comes back with that, oh, my goodness, you know. Uh, but it's it's incredible. So you've got um, to reintegrate with the body after you get back. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, you know, if they take you on an emergency thing, you can just, uh, like, collapse on the floor. I remember my wife uh, one day, you know, I think it was about a year and a half ago. Normally they give you, like, we're going in five minutes. Okay, so you lie on the bed, you're gone, so you're not here. So you're kind of... You're kind of in a coma because your, yeah, your soul's, you, you, you your can't soul's be, not there. You so can't, be, can't be waked up. 
Well, yeah, and, and one day I didn't quite get to the bed, so I was collapsed on the floor, and, you know, my wife's going, oh, my God, has he had a stroke? Was you know? Right. And then she goes, oh, he's gone to the Galactic Federation. Don't worry about him. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. It just looks back. like he's almost dead, but he's fine. Yeah, what the heck's going on here? You know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, the because that beings, you know, the because that beings play a big part uh, in this creation of this third dimensional, because one of the biggest things they did, I think, is, and again, you know, I was born and was accused of that being. But one of the biggest things they did when they created this world is to create the Akashic Record system. And that was really important. So the reason for that is because, you know, if you're on a timeline, so, okay, let's, so let's send Richard back in time. So you go back in time and you go back to 1930, whatever, four, whatever, six. Right. And, and you can see what's going on. Like, you know, Hitler's there, whatever. Can you take him out or can you do anything about him? The answer is no. Why is that? Because those timelines, you've got back on that timeline, but the other timelines have already happened, so you can't change those. So the rule is you can't change the past. Yeah, you can't change the past at all. And if they could, of course, they'd damage the time-space. Things would be all over the place. I can see that would be a big mess. Oh, yeah. Because there are countless numbers of individuals who went through lessons they had to have. And if you take those all away, it's not necessarily a good service. No. What's interesting, and one of the manipulations happening now is, and again, from what I see, is that you get these people back from the future, you know, so they've they've come back from 2000, you know, uh, 3050 or whatever, and oh my God, you know, there's big tech and everyone's taken over. And, but if you think about it, you know, that's a really clever manipulation because there's infinite timelines for humanity, which is obviously connected to our timeline as well, but they may have come back on a timeline where it all failed and, be, you know, everyone took over and the Rothschild, whatever. And then, so they come back and they're telling us that, but that, that doesn't mean anything because the timeline is changing all the time. That's right. Sometimes and- every two minutes, four minutes. So if someone says, well, next Tuesday, something big's going to happen, in, in 30 seconds' time, that whole thing can change. So how can you say, you know, that, how, that's going to happen? How much of what's going on here with the emotional experience of being in the world. Cause let's see, how can I ask this? My limited memory of before this lifetime is just a few limited periods in different ages on this planet. But there's one time in particular in between right before this lifetime that I remember making the decision to come in and why, and what we wanted to do. But it makes me wonder, when you're in that space in between, not physical, can you really grasp what it's like to be down here? Because I would... <laughs> I, I don't I'm, think so. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really doubting it. Because, no. you know... Well, I, you know, Richard, you, you look there, you know, and they, they can kind of show you, you know, and give you an idea of what it's like. You look at it, oh, I can, I, I can do that. No, Oh, no problem. Shouldn't be a um, problem at all, right. Yeah, and then, then they plonk you down here. They, oh, my God, what was I thinking, you know? <laughs> well, and the first thing that happens is you lose contact with your normal state. So yeah. all your confidence that came from thinking that you could use your abilities... It's Wait a minute, gone. where's the ability? You know, I'm, I don't know how to do anything anymore. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. I always joke with people and say, look, when God wants, because, you know, the star seed people was the average human being, people doing solely cycling to get more involved. But, you know, if God asks for volunteers next time, I always tell people, look, if, you, if God says, oh, look, guys, I want some volunteers, star seeds to come down to earth, you know, 
just pretend, run to the bathroom, pretend you've got diarrhea and stay in there until the uh, volunteers are uh, selected and then come out. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, God, maybe next time, you know. <laughs> well, but, you know, if you, I think what, what entices you to, to say yes is you think, wow, if this is what's happening on the physical world, somebody needs to go help. Exactly. And right? that's and why, you, you know, I mean, I love it. Oh, and I, you know, I don't know about you, but I love it down here. I haven't always loved it. It's been a tough life. Right. Because I've experienced some, I, I, you know, I wouldn't want to go through them again, but I'm very grateful for the experience because, you know, I always teach people the worst thing, the worst thing that happens in your life is the biggest one for growth. It really is. Yeah. And I, and I think it's brilliant. You know, uh, I really it do. Is. So if you got one of those people from the meeting of the Galactic Federation that you're sitting around the table, well, I guess it's not sitting at a table, but whatever environment that is, and bring them down into Australia, New Zealand, or somewhere where it's really intense right now, which is starting to spread to other places. And you said, look, look, look what's happening right now. Look at how this person feels who's being hit with a club by the police because they tried to buy food. What can you do to help us have that not keep going? What do you think they would say? I think they'd be shocked, but I don't know. You know, it was, it was a very close call. Think about this. Violation versus education. Okay. And so what's education? Well, first of all, look at the reptilians, all that. They're here. You know they're here before you get here. And you have to learn how to deal with them through the power of maps of intent or prayer, you know, to keep them out of your body and get your body vibration great. Uh, right. There's free will as well. There's certain, you know, if you look at the vaccine system, you know, there's certain things they can't go beyond, and that's uh, that's make it mandatory. But what they can do is scare the pants off people so they get so close to it. Oh, my God, I'm scared. I'm going to take the vaccine. And that's what's happening. When you say they can't make it mandatory, what what do you mean by that? Because that's happening right now. Well, people are being saying we're going to. Yeah, but don't forget, they're not saying that everyone's going to be vaccinated in the United States. Full stop. What they're saying is that if you work for a hospital, you have to be vaccinated, or if you work for something. Right, but the number of uh, number of occupations that that applies to is increasing. Oh yeah, and what they're doing is putting pressure, but they cannot say. Everyone is mandated to take the vaccine uh, and the military come around to do it. What they can say is that every single job, every single grocery store, every single life, you know, if you're not vaccinated, you're not there. So people lose their jobs. And, you know, what they're doing is taking it right to the wire, but they cannot go over that universal law, you know, of... uh, I think they want to take it to the point where you can't have a bank account or go online. Oh, yeah. Go go online, no bank account, no... But it's it's your free choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's so close to the wire, but it's not saying you're going to take the vaccine full stop because the military are coming around to get you this afternoon. That's, yeah, that hasn't happened. And, and in it won't I guess, happen. New, New Zealand or Australia, both, they're saying indefinitely into the indefinite future, if you choose to be unvaccinated, it's going to be a really hard life for you. They have well, said just, that publicly. Oh, yeah. But that's not, you know, if they did that, they then the, and don't forget, it's still free will. It's taking you right to the wire, but it's not going over that. If they break the universal law, that's a violation. Then the uh, Galactic Federation could come in and get involved and do something. But until they get right to that law, you know, universal law of uh, a violation of your body. So when the police are beating people up at the grocery store, that's not a violation? 
that's a violation down here, but, you know, what is the violation? You know, you know it. And that's the thing. It is a violation, but it's part of the state of what's going on at the moment. And, you know, I don't know how to explain this. It's difficult. You know, yeah, people are... I'm not, try- I'm not trying to be argumentative. I just, no, no, I'm just I really want to bring answer. this down to people's real experience. Oh, yeah, it's really And then they're at the door of the grocery store, and in some places they're clubbing them because they're trying to buy food. Oh, yeah, and that's a violation of your, you know, of your rights. But um, is that Galactic Federation stuff? The answer is, if it happened big enough, then yes. And they've got their eye on this whole thing because it's going pretty south. But, you know, it must be close. It's close, yeah. It's close. I mean, I've been for, you know, I've not been for a meeting for about three weeks, uh, four weeks. But it's close. They're, they're monitoring. And, they're, they're, you know, you get over that universal law of uh, mandating a vaccine, regardless of job or anything else you do in it, then they'll be here. And the first thing they'll do is uh, move the kids off the planet because, you know, kids are being violated. And the yeah, second thing I mean, about children California, is they have no they choice. Can- California, they just decided to require all the kids to have uh, injections, and they're looking for an announcement any time now to get it all the way down as close to birth as possible. Oh, yeah. So, it's, uh, it's nuts. Now, what do you think about the idea, and then we'll have to wrap up because we're near the end time here. Um, what do you think about the idea that each person is carrying a potential in consciousness that is enough to change everything. It's like Einstein had said that in one particle of matter is enough energy to recreate the universe. And I'm, I'm suggesting that that's nothing compared to what is internal consciousness in every living being, every person. And if that could be freed from all the mind programming in a small group, that could start a wave that could just change the whole world. Would you, oh, it would could. You? Absolutely. And I agree with it. And I think that's what's got to happen. <clears throat> it's the only answer that I can see. I mean, not just yeah, top. It's the, the, physical, the physical actions are impo- important, and we have to keep those up. Like, mass noncompliance is important, but with suicidal orders, I mean. But the consciousness is what's going to decide the outcome, it seems to me. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And we've gotten to a point in our education and entertainment and media and all that that we don't even remember what consciousness means. It's like either you're knocked unconscious or you're conscious. It's not yeah, it's the real meaning. No, no. I mean, it's sad that, you know, so many people are using phones because, I mean, I'm only on Facebook and YouTube and things like that because of the ministry. I, otherwise, I'd throw the, you know, the thing away and right. I wouldn't have a phone like that. You know, I just have a basic phone just to call people. Because, you know, I don't enjoy, there's so much separation. And, you know, you're right. I mean, if you look at, in families, there's so much separation, like mother or father won't see you because you haven't been vaccinated. Yeah, that's happening. You've got to be kidding. So, you know, it used to be separation of politics and uh, separation of religion, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter. Now it's separation of families, you know, because vax versus no vax, you know. Well, and and some of the... Some of the unvaccinated people are starting to get scared of being around the vaccinated people. 
Well, I don't blame them. You know, if you look, if you look at, uh, like you said, the spike protein shed through cells, you know, uh, yeah. and the HIV microprotein. So people shed cells all day. So if you inhale them, but you've also got a transmissional instrument as well, which is the nanotech is transmitting, receiving from towers, but also affecting people as well. They're getting, um, you know, if you get 5G frequencies coming here, you're going to uh, release a lot of toxin very quick and you get the same sort of symptoms as COVID that doesn't exist. I mean, this this thing, COVID-19 SARS-2 does not exist. Yeah, as a, you mean as a virus? Yeah, it's not there. You know. Yeah, I totally agree. We five five hundred labs, and in fact, the one of the one of the girls who did the isolation study, she's a virologist, got a PhD. She's actually coming down to the ministry tomorrow because we're going to set up a lab here to look at all this nonsense. But she was one of the labs um, in California. Mm-hmm. No, in, sorry, in Texas. She wasn't California. She's Texas. She lives in California now. Okay, she was one of the labs, um, and five hundred labs. 1,600 aspirates, like bits of mucus or whatever or snot, came from dead people with, in quotes, COVID-19. They tested every single one, did an isolation study, and found uh, influenza 1 and 2, which is a coronavirus. Right. Well, the other thing that's really critical about that, they don't have a way to test for uh, SARS-CoV-2. No. All they can do is this fake... Uh, PCR procedure, which is not even a test. And before Kerry Mullis died, he explained the inventor of the test that important safety tip, you can never use this to diagnose anything. It's, yeah, it just it, says there's antibodies. <laughs> it, it's a high-tech magnifying glass. It, yeah, yeah. Take, it takes little bits of whatever is in there, and it makes them bigger so you can look at them. That's it. But if they, even if it was a real test, you would need a sample of the virus to compare it to, to see what you're finding. And to our knowledge, nobody has a sample at all. Well, no one's done, um, you know, an isolation study. The guy in Canada proved that. And I would encourage everybody, you know, because they put mass mandate in Branson. I will sue the, um, the local authority, which is Taney County Health Department. I will sue them. And I'll say, it's easy. Well, okay, if you want me to wear a mask, I'll do it. But show yeah. me an isolation study. Yes, yeah, a, oh, we don't a have sample one. from the yeah. health, health official. Oh, do you want me to show you ours? Oh, look, it's influenza one and two. Exactly. You're lying cheats. And, yeah. you know, you're committing fraud. So far, they're admitting that they don't have it. And so if they don't have the original virus, they obviously don't have any variants. And I think what they're hoping to, is to use this circular reasoning where they start killing a lot of people with and maiming a lot of people with the vaccine and then say, oh, a new variant is doing all yeah. this damage, right? Yeah, it's doing damage. That means damage. we need it's more vaccines. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a booster shot. What's interesting, actually, is that, you know, uh, well, it's sad, actually, but, there's you know, I'm getting a lot of patients. You know, one lady, she was an avid, uh, avid um, listener, and she used to be on the uh, group sessions every week. She took the vaccine, and we got rid of a cancer. Suddenly, cancer comes back in four weeks. The oncologist said, oh, my God, what happened? You know, it just blew up. And then she got the uh, microclots in the lungs, or you can get them right. in the brain or the lungs, you know. And, uh, right, right. And I remember doing, you know, she's in a hospital bed, and I tried to uh, – I did something where it helped the clots and dissolve them for a bit, but the graphene oxide is toxic to the body like you wouldn't believe. So, basically, you know, they came back, and I realized that I just didn't have the – I didn't have the time to help her. You know what I mean? Right. If, if she, if you could have done it when she took the vaccine, you could have stripped out the body. Got great. Well, and there's millions of individuals 
that all need all of your focus to help them with that exact situation. So you have people with loss of eyesight. Uh, right, you know, right. One, you know, athlete took the vaccine, second dose, uh, got a stroke, now can't do anything. Right. And it's happening like, we're talking about, you know, we work on thousands of people, we're talking about thousands of people being affected, not just a few, you know. Well, I had no, a girl went to hospital who got the, um, basically, she would never take the vaccine, but she got, um, you know, the shedding symptoms, and it got so bad, she had to go to hospital, and we worked on her, bless her heart, you know. Um, she was around somebody that had just been vaccinated recently or something. Yeah, a lot of people. One thing that really helps, actually, Richard, I'm going to share this with you, and the virologist has tested this, because, you know, she's she's no fool as virologist. Well, you know, your prayers, let, let's go test them. Okay. Right, right. So she goes out in the middle of California, all over the place, you know, big places where there's masses of people being vaccinated, said the prayer once every hour. She never got touched by shedding, and she should have done. Right. And uh, so... The prayer is the 27 Esoteric Merkabah Field Prayer. It's on the website. If you go anywhere and you haven't taken a vaccine, I'd really encourage you to say that prayer uh, once an hour to make sure, because a high vibrational field will block everything. And that's the key. That was, I mean, we have so much to talk about. I hope you'll come back at some point. Yeah, but, I'd love to. But, should, bless but, your heart. One of, one of the really important things, I think, is you mentioned the Merkaba or Merkaba, the en- which is the energy field that is conscious around the person. In fact, everything's conscious, the body, Absolutely. And the mind, and Merkaba, too. And it's there. It's projected by us, I think, through the mind in a positive way to be a natural protective field. And it can be compromised by drug use and a lot of other things. But if it's, oh, in, yeah. if it's in good shape and it's active and with a counter-rotation and the whole thing, then it's programmable and it should be able to protect against the sh- results of shedding, I would think. Absolutely. And you can spin your bars. You've got three of them. What's interesting is the, the center of them is always at the sacral point where the first uh, cell of life began. So it's really interesting. <laughs> right. And it, and it's <coughs> multi-layered like an onion, basically, right? Absolutely. I did have, oh, can I just go and get one? If, yeah, If please. anyone doesn't know what a Merkaba, it is, um, it's made out of um, cardboard. Let me just grab that. Yeah, this was one, you know, it's just a cardboard cutout. Yeah. That's the Merkaba. And the three my, my understanding is that's the innermost shell. And then yeah. there's a lot of others around it that are more complex. Yeah. But that, that's the innermost one that we're sitting in the middle of. And Absolutely. it's got three simultaneous shapes that are the same. And one of them stays uh, static, and the other two counter-rotate against each other. So it looks yeah. like a sphere because it's moving fast. Absolutely. And it's all programmable, right? And it's also, you know, it receives and sends energy, you know, uh, to your soul yeah. as well. It's the connection to the soul. So right. if the Merkabars were actually, you know, uh, eradicated, you'd probably die because, you know, you've got no energy transmission receiving going on. Right, right, and no protection. Yeah. So it's, it's the energy-based immune system in a way. Absolutely. Yeah, right. absolutely. So if we made full use of that, things would be a lot better. I mean, in most people, I understand it, it's not really active and it's not no. conscious. But yeah. that could change because we, we're going to need ways to help millions and millions of people. And oh, yeah. how to allocate your time there is, I think, a real practical issue. Well, you know, the, the Pyramid Project we're talking about is a $200 billion project, you know, and they're actually uh, collating the money right now, uh, first stages of it. 
which is buying the land. You know, I'm not involved with all the building things. I'm just involved. Right. You know, I just want to focus on the pyramids. I'm not interested because, you know, if you have pyramids dropping out of the sky that big, you know, you're going to uh, stir up a lot of interest. You know, and, uh, oh, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear the CNN story about that, wouldn't it? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> These just dropped out of the sky this morning. What's going yeah, on? And, you know, they won't realize that, it, oh. It's a conspiracy theory. It's not really there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've got a tinfoil hat. It's not really there. Hang on. Right. Oh. It's real, you know. I right. can touch it. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. So that will. That and in, in fact, uh, the old pyramids that are scattered all over the planet right now indicate that that knowledge of how to use their influence was really developed in various past times. And we had the discoverer of one in Bosnia, uh, Doctor Sam Osmanagic. And it's bigger than the Great Pyramid in Egypt. And he noticed that, that a hill in Bosnia looked a little unusual, a little artificial. And he had it excavated, and it exposed that pyramid. It was amazing. And people Incredible. went inside and got all kinds of healing effects from it. And I'm sure oh, yeah. nothing compared to when it was really originally active. Well, that's the other thing, you know, Richard. I mean, they're put on ley lines, but the ley lines move, and so they're not as powerful as... Okay. You know, when you when you align them and they're actually on, on the actual ley line, uh, you know, they go off the ley line because obviously, you know, pole shifts and different right. things. So so they're not as powerful. Plus the fact that the Giza pyramids had Merkabars on top. So what's the basic idea of your pyramid project? What do you want to see happen? Well, they're being built off planet with sacred, uh, you know, uh, this old uh, ancient technology. So they're basically stargates. What they're going to do is... You know the the biggest thing about them is to actually cha- you know channel energy into the into the planet. I mean the big the biggest ones are going to be almost a thousand feet tall, nine 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 point nine feet tall. So it's huge. It's made of moldavite. You know though it's something you know the human being cannot produce because we don't have any right. have enough you moldavite. You, you can't you can't call the average concrete company and have them build one like that. <laughs> that was, Absolutely. So they're off planet, you know, and that's the thing, you know, no one could ever build them in a night, you know, so it'll be an interesting story on CNN, like you say. Yeah. Do you you have an idea, any wild guess when any of those might show up in physical form? Um, It's the timing's dependent on the current situation. And I think uh, if they came too early, you know, when they, if they came at critical timing, the deep state and everyone else is going to be turning their heads. Like, oh my God! You know, we're busy trying to save our lives because we're doing being um, we're being uh, you know accused of you know um, crimes against humanity. So they'll be turning their you know turning their eyes over here when you know, and I think they'll slide in. So I'm I'm not sure to be honest. Is the answer okay. we? I, I did get some. I was talking to the Victorians the other day, and they talked about February, but it was meant to be last July. But you know, again. You can't say when things are going to happen because the timelines are shifting so quickly. It's constantly changing. That I guess that's one reason that you can't accurately say exactly what the future is going to be. No, no in one the, can. In really. the short run. Yeah, I agree. That's why I, w- I always encourage, you know, people who listen to truth-seeking people and all this sort of thing that, you know, if people are telling you times, they can't. So, you know, just, right. again, use your own discernment. You know, I'm not going to, I never criticize anybody. I never judge anybody. They can do what they like. But one thing I don't like is manipulation. I think what you've got to do is be discerning. Does this feel right? If people are giving you times, they don't know. 
Yeah. Because they can say, well, next Wednesday something's going to happen. And then suddenly, within two minutes of them going off air, it's changed. And, you know, you can't you can't right. guarantee anything happening because timelines are changing, in my opinion, so quickly, you know. Are you looking at large numbers of new pyramids or just small numbers? Uh, no, there's only really three. There's just, there's just three is enough to power this planet up. They're, they're actually stargates. They're not like the the Giza pyramids were built by the Palladians. I don't know if you know that. They're, um, they're, they're vessels, and they were kind of telephone boxes to God. You get inside and you can connect to uh, your God yeah. realm, like the Palladians or Prime Crater, whatever. But these things are very different. They're going to be built differently. Okay, it's going to be interesting. And in the meantime, there's all kinds of work to do, right? To change the energetic oh, yeah. atmosphere of the planet. <laughs> yeah, just be first of all, you know, be the be the child you should be. You know, people yeah. say, "Well, when are you going to grow up?" Well, I don't want to grow up. It's boring. You know, I love being yeah, childlike yeah. and having fun and you know, really, you know, joking around. You know, even on the generic groups, you know, we have some fun because. You know, healing is about lightness. It's about having fun. It's about laughter. It's not about, oh, well, by God, you know, he's, yeah. he's not serious about the healing. Well, of course I am. I love the healing. But, you know, it's just important to have some fun along the way as well. Isn't it? Right. So let's remind people of your website and the, the basic events that they can participate in. Yeah, so the, the website is globalenlightenmentproject.com and the events, you can do one-to-one sessions on the website. You can do specialized groups, so it's cheaper. You can go in with 20 people. We talk to everybody, and then we do the healing. Uh, the protocol is specifically for manufactured diseases, or if you've had the jab, uh, it will strip it out of the body. And uh, we do a lot of other things like, uh, you know, the ceremony. If, if you want to join the ceremony, please join. You know, if you care about this world, all coming together, you know, uh, saying this thing, um, you know, together means that it's got a lot more power behind it. And we did have 4,000 people online last time. I was really excited. Wow, so I'm great. hoping to get more. It'd be great, you know. And it's free. You know, you don't have to pay for yeah. anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, incredible. Okay, well, a lot going on, and I encourage everybody to go to the site, and all of the projects and the times of the meetings and everything, those are on your website, right? Yeah, they're all on the website, absolutely. Okay, sounds great. Okay, so hopefully we'll see you again shortly, and hang on, and we'll say goodbye in the break here. Okay, thanks, Richard. Bless you. Thanks for having me on. Okay, you guys, that was Christopher Macklin, who's a healer and teacher from Branson, Branson area, Missouri, maybe just outside of Branson. And I wanted him to come back. We got a request for an invitation from his assistant. And I felt like he's a really sincere, unusual guy with, with some unique background. And from what we hear, there are people who are coming to his meetings and his private sessions that are getting amazing healings. And if that is what's going on, I'm really interested in knowing more about that. So I'm going to dig deeper into it. Um, seems like a really good guy to me, and he's got a lot of uh, ambitions for helping as much of the world as possible. Knows a lot about the consciousness stuff that we talk about in Planetary Healing Club all the time. And um, just, you know, bright light of it, good intent and positive awareness that is doing a lot of good work so if you want to get involved with his meetings some of which are free uh, meditation meetings that are free and then healing meetings that are uh, reasonably priced and that 
occasional uh, individual sessions. You can find all that apparently at globalenlightenmentproject.com. And he's got, uh, I believe if I understood what he said correctly, he's got the free meetings, the prayer and healing meetings three times a week. And it's by donation. And if you don't have money, you don't have to pay anything. And it might be really worthwhile to check that out and see what he's doing. I'm going to find out more about it, try to experience some of it myself, and I'll let you know what happens with that. And in the meantime, this is our Sunday show. Uh, Stay in touch with what platforms we're on and uh, help us overcome the censorship. And lawstartsradio.com has all the locations of the shows and the platforms that we're on. Um, We're still on some like YouTube, but we have to be really careful with the content that gets on there to keep the connection with those people. The major shows are on the more uh, freedom-oriented platforms like Brighteon and BitChute and wherever you're listening to this on right now. So um, stay in touch at lostartsradio.com. If you want to help us stay on the air, you can donate there. There's a donate button. Uh, there's also a subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio where you can do the same thing, and there are various uh, rewards available there for different levels of subscription. You might want to check those out. And and mainly, uh, it doesn't take any money at all to help us spread the links and let other people know about the show and how to get past the censorship, where the channels are like Brighteon and Ahava and other ones like that, that don't, uh, don't try to suppress the message. I think that's about it. The bottom line, is, as always, with um, the discussion with Christopher Macklin or anybody else is don't undervalue yourself. Take care of yourself if you want to help the world and help other people. I don't think you can really do it without taking care of yourself as well as possible physically and mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all different levels. And don't get sucked into any you know, harmful systems like much of the allopathic medical system now is extremely damaging and has been for a long time. And uh, value your own insight and develop your personal internal guidance, which everybody has. So it starts with taking care of yourself every day. Learn the real health information that's violently suppressed in America and most of the world and apply it. And if you become an example of it, it's going to help other people more than arguing with them and trying to convince them to change what they're doing. We change what we're doing. There's a lot more power in that. I think that's about it. So uh, watch lostartsradio.com for upcoming shows, announcements on there. Remember, we have a Saturday show, uh, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. That's about current events called Lost Arts Radio Live. And that's right before the meeting of the private uh, planetary healing club group that you can also participate in if you want that's more application and it's going to be getting more and more focused on that for people that are brave enough to and ready to start working on themselves physically and on all the other levels too not under any pressure but under a group support um, trying to do something that can spread there and i still feel like a core group that has really sincere focused attention can be the beginning of something that changes the whole situation on the planet. And so you're invited if you want to find out more about that, lostartsradio.com and and also planetaryhealingclub.com. And if you have a question about it, 
feel free to write Richard at globalleadersconsulting.com and I'll answer you. I think that's about it. So that was uh, Sunday show for this week and I hope everything goes great for you the rest of the week and look forward to seeing you here next time. And uh, good luck with everything in between now and then. We'll see you soon. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big text platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum, as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. 
Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. the day Every wound tells of mistakes I have made Battles lost within the bloody fray But I am hearing you above the noise I turn and run to you I have no choice I'm choosing to trust in love over logic Following the sound of your voice Yes, I am here from you above the din Remembering your touch on my skin I'm choosing to trust in love over pride And drawing it to breath again again Is the struggle for love And feeling you've been hurt and understood So I move toward you Like metal to magnet Seeking what I know is only good But I am giving you above the noise I turn and run to you I have no choice I'm to trust in love over logic Following the sound of your voice Yes, I am hearing you above the din Remembering your touch on my skin I'm choosing to trust in love over pride And drawing a deep breath begin again Lines are drawn in brilliant light Or shades of red and black and white I raise my head and soldier on Knowing you wait for me to come back home But I am hearing you above the noise No choice, I'm choosing to trust in love over logic, following the sound of your voice. Yes, I am hearing you above the din, remembering your touch.